This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Erin K. Dolan, she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but that does not influence her betting <laughs> or giving betting advice. I like to make money, and I, I like to, I hope my team wins, but that I like girl. to make yes, money. Ma'am. Yeah, yes, come ma'am. from the guy who's sitting in Dallas, right? Mm. Hey, hey, I'm a Cowboys oh, fan. I'm not a Cowboys, Cowboys fan. Cowboys whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That's a Cowboys oh, fan. Hold on. Right? All right, yeah. but you're a Cowboys fan, so I'm we'll get Cowboys to that fan. in a minute. So it wasn't that bad for the Eagles fan being in the same studio with the Cowboys fan. I'm more than happy to talk about how you guys cannot figure it out. Man, come on. Already with your team, they finally went. Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. You and can't just get out of the, let it go. You cannot even get through the playoff. But, All right, let's carve them up. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Got me, Freddie Coleman, Ian Fitzsimmons together again, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for being a part of it. Allowing it to be a part of you on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Also, tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Week two in the NFL gets started tonight involving the Philadelphia Eagles. They're one to know, even though they struggle versus the Patriots, taking on Minnesota Vikings. They're on one after losing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's bring in Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter. Always great to have a chance to hear what he has to say about anything regarding the National Football League. And Sal, I'll start with Sunday and the Eagles. They're not going to have three players tonight. They struggled on offense versus a really good Patriots defense. What do you think we're going to see from the Eagles trying to call it a bounce back offensively and stay 2-0? and well, first of all, it's so great to be with my two guys. Yeah, now we're talking. Day. I mean, come on now. now they said talking. I was going to be out with you guys. Come on now. I mean, just, <laughs> hey, Sports Center, Sports Center can wait, okay? Sports Center can wait. <laughs> South Pound, nothing but love, baby. Amen. Nothing but you love, know how coach. That goes. And That's listen, up. you know, so here's the thing. If you go back and you just look at the film of what Bill Belichick and his son, Steve Belichick, did, specifically against the Eagles offense. It was two things. First of all, they took away the middle of the field, bottled up Dallas Goddard. He had 30 pass routes, only one target came late in the game. And that really clogged things between the hash marks for Jalen Hurts. And then they did a really, really good job, I thought, especially Matthew Judon, of looping and stunning on the outside to keep Jalen Hurts as much as they could in the pocket from scrambling. And as a result, the Eagles had 251 total yards of offense. That's the lowest since week six of 2021, which was the first year of Jalen Hurts being a full-time starter. And if you remember, Freddie, two weeks after that game, Nick Sirianni gave up play calling and gave it to Shane Steichen, and it was off to the races. So that was a watershed moment, week six, 2021, So I'm very anxious to see what kind of adjustments they have made. Short week, I get it, but they're going to have to make some adjustments. That's short week. I mean, we talk about player safety. We know it's not going away. We saw, you know, 10, 15 years ago when college football was dominating, you know, Thursday night, and they were the first ones to do it. The NFL went, oh, wow, look at this. Look at the ratings they're generating. We will gladly take that from you. Thank you very much, right? But they have a, a one less day to prepare for it. So when it comes to the quality of football in a short week, when you talk to players and coaches, what's a common answer you might get? You know, you're just trying to get your body ready after a car wreck on Sunday. That's the bottom line. You know, can you get back on the football field? Can your body get back on the football field? And, you know, player after player, coach after coach will tell you it's rest. It is rejuvenation. 
you're doing everything from a nutrition and uh, weight training standpoint, stretching, Pilates, you know, the, the NFL has brought into all of those things to help the body heal as quickly as possible through the kinetics. And, you know, some of it works, some of it doesn't. I mean, it's a collision contact sport. So, you know, you got James Bradbury. He's in a uh, concussion protocol, impossible to get out of it, no matter what you do by Thursday. You got a guy with bad ribs and, and Kenny Gainwell. He's not playing tonight. You got a guy like Nicobe Dean's got a foot injury. He's on injured reserve. So, you know, it's pretty interesting, too, Ian, that Nick Sirianni predicted this this summer. When I asked him specifically, now you and your analytics department here, which is, by the way, run by Jeffrey Leary's son, Julian, who went to Harvard, so he's got a whole bunch of smart guys around him. Wow. And they came up, they came up with two specific reasons why teams can't get back to the Super Bowl. One, injuries. There, you know, duh, no kidding. And two, <laughs> hey, 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 I was a C student in high school that went to state school. I could tell you that. <laughs> Thanks, Harvard. Thanks. Okay, and the other one, it was a fall off in offensive production. Uh, so they saw that both in week one. They got injuries and a fall off in offensive production. But – Here's the key. They fought through adversity. They won a football game in Foxborough. Cleaned some stuff up. They got the Vikings here in town tonight. Sal Palantonio, always great as an ESPN NFL reporter. Freddie Cohen and Ian Fitzsimmons on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. On the other side, Kirk Cousins always seems to get a bad rep. He was not the reason. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week because he did his job. So did Justin Jefferson. But if they fall to 0-2, what is that going to be like for Minnesota, even though there's still plenty of football to be played? Panic City, baby. Panic City. <laughs> and they are going to fall 0-2. I don't see them beating the Eagles in this football game. I, I just don't. Uh, you know, the Eagles have too much of a, a good pass rush. Uh, the Vikings have some issues on their offensive line. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, their starting center, is not playing. Christian Darasaw, their starting left tackle, is questionable with an ankle. We'll find out whether he's going to play or not. And the Eagles have had a lot of success against the Vikings offensive line over the years. Last year is a good case in point. They get after Kirk Cousins, and they double Justin Jefferson and frustrate that passing game. Three turnovers last year, and um, Justin Jefferson had a hard time handling Darius Slay. So I, I think it's going to be very difficult for them to win this football game. Very, very difficult. Sal Powell, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I've covered him a ton at Alabama and in Oklahoma. And watching what he did last year, I mean, it was just phenomenal to see. What are you expecting to see from the quarterback of the Eagles tonight coming off of week one? Well, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, on the cover of Time Magazine this week as the 100 most important uh, young people in America. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Me neither. You know, that's why I'm on That's why I'm on ESPN Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Educate my hick butt, it's Alex. Come on. Here we go. Here we go with it. <laughs> so, you know, I think the thing is this. He understands what they had to clean up. But hey, listen, it's hard to go into New England and win a game, especially week one when you haven't played all preseason. So week two, uh, you know, here's the thing. They've spent all summer – saying over and over again, we're going to throw the ball more. We're going to throw the ball more. We're 
We're going to pass more. We're going to get more production and points out of the passing game. And Belichick was paying attention. He said, uh, no, you're not. (laughs) And so they had to go to plan B. And as a result, only had 251 yards of offense. But, um, but you know, the interesting thing, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. How about Baker Mayfield saying that he stole a defensive signal? He figured out the defensive signals rather quickly of uh, the Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. He knew what was coming. He, could, he knew their signals wow. when he was listening to him and called. Did you see that? Yeah, did I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What, was that Your a little signals? shot at the, at the Belichick school? Like, hey. We don't need the videotape to steal the signals. We can just listen to what you guys are calling. How about that? <laughs> that was a little sideways shot by my man Baker Mayfield. That wasn't sideways. It hit him sideways, but that was a direct hit from Baker Mayfield based on that whole exchange, my friend. Always appreciate you, Sal, man. Enjoy the ball game tonight. We'll catch up with you sooner than soon, okay? Yeah, I stopped by Two Street. I talked to Fat Tony and Big Mike. We good. Was, you know, I was coming with that. God dang it. Hang on. Talk to me, oh, man. Yeah. Minus six, total 49. What we got? <laughs> That's all I got for you, baby. That's it. <laughs> Which one? Wait, what are we doing? Wait, we laying six over under 49. Which way Fat Tony say? For entertainment purposes only, a little tickle on the birds. <laughs> wow, that's good. Legal. He, he went Osa's 11 on us, like a Jim Brownski, a Lukey Lou, and an Ella Fitzgerald. That's exactly what he did. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Sal. <laughs> Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Not presented by Fat Tony, but presented by Progressive Insurance, saving you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Do yourself a favor and visit Progressive.com. Sanders to throw, runs off to his left. Now he's going to pump, now he's going to run, dies. In zone! Touchdown! Touchdown, Colorado! All respect was going for them in their program. The respect level, it ain't there because you disrespected us first. That guy. As soon as he said that, you that's all you needed, huh, from Sal Pal. All you needed. A little conversation goes a long way. Look, <laughs> Fat Tony doesn't lose, baby. No, he never loses. He may lose some, but he does not lose. And yes, you there is a pay, difference. Or you might need progressive insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and your local funeral home. He's even said it's a Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So what kind of funeral could it be for Colorado State when they take on number 18 Colorado on Saturday? Everybody who is somebody in college football is going to be there. First take is going to be there tomorrow. The Pat McAfee show is going to be there tomorrow. College game day is going to be there. Plenty of other shows are going to be there to get everybody ready for that game that should be in favor of Colorado because they clear the better football team than Colorado State. Don't tell Jay Norvell that, the Colorado State head coach. When he was on his own coaches show on Learfield IMG on Wednesday, he is sick and tired and tired of sick of all this conversation about his team in his state. You know, we're excited. Our kids are really, you know, we had to do a bunch of ESPN videos, and it was great. I loved it. And, and, uh, but our kids came out of those videos really with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all that stuff. They really are tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught <laughs> So, you know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? So let's go up there and play. And so I – that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. And so I don't mean to take over the show, but it's your show. I'm just tired of 
I mean, I'm tired of all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's, and I know everybody else is too. All right, Jay Norvell has been around the college game for a long time and has been at major programs. I mean, he won multiple Big 12 championships as the associate head coach at Oklahoma. You know, was at Texas, Mm -hmm. head coach at Nevada, and now obviously Colorado State. I mean, he's, you know, what, 59, 60 years old. 60. You were right on it two hours ago. And we had one caller earlier going, well, I mean, he's disrespecting Dion, and it sounded like he thought, you know, that Jay Norvell was of uh, my persuasion. Yes, he did. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, he ain't pasty, okay? No. I mean, so... Yeah, he may be swirly, but he ain't pasty. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, this is not a black-white thing. It right? is not. I mean, it is, and, and we're not going to make it out to be. You're right. Just say what he is. Don't, don't go there, because I think a lot of right. people have no yeah. idea who the hell Jay Norvell is. Right. We've known him for a long time, yeah, and he's he, a hell of a football coach. Yeah, he's part of the Butterscotch Brother Brigade that right. I belong to as well. <laughs> You know, or, or uh, you know, my, my 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 younger brother used to call Ron Prince, "Hey beige, right?" Hey, be- so there you beige, taupe, whatever. All apply, all apply. But so it has nothing to do with that. This is just how he was raised. Yeah. He said, "My mom always taught me." Right? Mm-hmm. I get it. But now Dion and the Colorado Buffaloes have taken that as a shot, as they should, honestly. And I know I would. No, you know, Matt Rule in Nebraska in the offseason, you know, talking about how that's not how you build a program, talking yeah. about Dion, get, you know, shipping out 80 guys and bringing in, you know, 84 new guys when you only have 85 on Scully. Yeah. I'm, I'm, those aren't exact numbers, but it's, it's in the ballpark. Well, they remembered that. And after they trucked TCU as a 20 point underdog, trucked meaning they won the game as a 20 point underdog. They did truck Nebraska. Yes, they did. They are taking receipts. And now, with three days, with install still going in on a Wednesday, right? That comes out. I'm all for it. I'm all with it. It doesn't bother me. I don't have a problem with what Jay Norvell said. He's speaking his mind. I'm good with it. on the other side, Mm -hmm. you know damn good and well Deion Sanders. And the entire team, Travis Hunter, you know, both Sanders boys, Edwards at running back, Weaver wide out. They're all going to use that to do one extra rep in the weight room, a little more film time, mm-hmm. and come out with even more of an edge. The number is 23 and a half. Do with that what you will. By the way, by the Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, you know that the minute that Deion Sanders, Colorado head coach, heard about that, he was not just going to leave that alone without a response. Beautiful day, ain't it? Yes, sir. I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmessed around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They unmessed around and made it. Now it's it was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they will mess around and made it personal. One of the things about Deion Sanders, oh, because if you see the film at practice, how they knew to say personal is just genius how they got there because they had no idea. They weren't coaches. They made it what? It's like it's ingrained in their heads to say, oh, they're making it personal? We're going to make it personal. When you got a guy like that, I'm not saying – Jay Norvell can say whatever he wants. When you're 60 years of age, you're a grown behind man. And you've been around college football been, as long as he has. And you've been on bigger programs and yeah. all that stuff. You know what? 
I get Jay Norvell being upset in terms of he's sick and tired of Colorado getting all this attention. You know what? I know if I'm part of Colorado State, if I'm the head coach of that team, I'm thinking, wait a minute. You got two Division I teams in here, really three with Air Force, but don't forget about us. But we're their main rival. But if you're Deion Sanders, you're thinking, we don't go around going after people. But if you're going to come after us, we're going to come after you. And we're going to be loud, we're going to be proud, but we're going to be who we are. How you handle that before the game and after the game and during the game, it's going to be a maybe you problem more than a Colorado problem. Yeah, you can weigh in on this at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Gabe Eichert and I had this conversation yesterday on Big 12 Today on Sirius XM 375. Gabe Eichert, former All-American Center at Oklahoma. And he brought this up kind of organically in conversation, Fred. Yeah. He said, how many programs right now in college football would not, after this season, fire their head coach and throw $10 million at Deion Sanders? At least To 10 try and million. lure him away from Colorado. At least $10 million. And we started going through it, you know, off air, and then we took it on air. Right. And... I could not come up with the 130-plus FBS slash D1 for our generation college football programs out there. I could not come up with 10 that would not Mm -hmm. punt on their head coach to try and hire Deion Sanders at the end of the year. Because you know what he has that a lot of other coaches don't want to admit or that they don't possess? He knows how to speak to younger people and not feel like an old head in the room. He relates. Coaches them hard. You talk to right. anybody that's been at a Colorado practice, it looks like something out of the 90s. Right. It, inside the NCAA, he pushes that as far as you can go, mm-hmm. as far as the amount of contact, the amount of fully padded practices, Absolutely. the amount of time you can be around the players. He takes it right to the final second. And in that, in those parameters, they are – how many times do you see these guys making stupid bonehead penalties? And if they do – on the sideline. They're going to hear about it. Hell yes. Sometime, they are yeah. a disciplined, hard-nosed football team. And that's the way they're coached behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But in front of the cameras, prime is going to be prime. Right. And behind the scenes, he is Coach Sanders. And, and there is a difference. And by the way, sometimes it does not even get to the sidelines. Players will hold each other accountable. That's part of coaching Amen. as well. Ed in Michigan, what you got to say about Deion Sanders and that Deion effect after two weeks of college football? Let us know at 888-729-3776. Hey, guys, I don't care what Jay Norville says, Jay Johnstone says, Jay Billis says, <laughs> J.J. Walker says. Keep the Deion train rolling. And I'm telling you what, here in East Lansing, unfortunately, we probably lost our coach. They need to be, the Regents need to be backing those Brinks trucks up. Colorado waving that green flag with the white F and saying, let's talk, Dion. <laughs> Dion is anything. He's not going to be dishonest. Players talk about that. They, yo, we knew what we were getting into the minute that he wanted us to come play for Colorado. It was the same way at Jackson State. And believe me, people are gunning after him as well. There are plenty of coaches in the SWAC, in the MEAC, and other HBCUs saying that he was bad for HBCU football. But there are plenty of older coaches that say, you know what? The kind of attention that he's bringing – has shown a spotlight on HBCU football, how great HBCU football still is. There are plenty of coaches that were on the other side of what other coaches were saying about how bad he was and he made it all about him. He's Deion Sanders, baby. It is going to be about him because he has that personality. But there's a substance behind it that a lot of people do not want to give him credit for what he did at Jackson State, 
And so far, so good after two games with Colorado University and the Buffaloes. Keep weighing in about Deion Sanders and the effect that he's had on college football after only two games. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. And waiting to hear what the son of Deion Sanders had to say about oh, what Jay Norvell said about his pop. He majored in two languages, English and profanity. That's next with Ian Fitzsimmons <laughs> and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Little Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in, and don't forget to tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Ian, we just never know who's out there listening. You're not which going means you're here, always are you? be, oh, oh, hell yeah. Before we go with Deion Sanders and the Colorado State head coach taking what a shot at Deion Sanders, the Colorado head coach, and Deion Sanders' son weighing in about that shot, we got to get to this because earlier – we got into a little swirl conversation involving a friend of ours, and we just don't know who's listening. Well, we had a, we had a couple callers talking about Jay Norvell and said, you know, my mom taught me to take your sunglasses off and yes. your hat off. Jay Norvell, head coach at Colorado State, talking about Deion Sanders. He always does interviews, you know, and, and at the podium or with whomever with his sunglasses on and, a, and either a cowboy hat or, or a ball cap. Right. And Norvell said, my mom always taught me, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, you take your sunglasses off, you know, and look eye to eye with somebody. Mm-hmm. And we've had several callers going, well, you know, it, it, it was almost like they, they think Jay Norvell is pasty, right. Caucasian, right? <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's just I mean, a Scotch brother. He's light. See, you, you called, I, I refer to it as beige, yes. right? So <laughs> now we've had, I had one NFL assistant coach just text me going, you did not just refer to that man as beige, <laughs> like crying, laughing. And then he st- he sends me a text message, like like several texts, of going, "Did Fitz just <laughs> refer to that man as beige?" And then the one coach's response was, "Who I've known for twenty years," going right. in the same tone that I did, talking about Ron Prince, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. When, when he was Kansas the assistant coach, coach. Of Colts and and Detroit Lions, uh-huh. and <laughs> one coach said. Yes, and I damn near wrecked the car. <laughs> you never know who's listening, right? Never, so, never, look, never. But it's like this wasn't a racist thing. No, with, God, with, no. With Jay, Jay Norvell is not 
pasty. Right. He just put it out there. It that's just, not that's how... the way his mom raised him. Absolutely. So yeah. now it's bulletin board material in Colorado. Right. They're a 23 and a half point favorite. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't touch that number on either side, but a lot of people, are, I guarantee you, are going right. to lay the 23 and a half. No doubt but about there that. there you go. For those who missed it, Jay Norvell, head coach of Colorado State, about to play number 18 Colorado. Everybody's going to be there. First take, college game day, Pat McAfee show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. On his coach's show on Wednesday, he said, no, I'm sick and tired of Colorado. You know, we're excited. Our kids are really, you know, we had to do a bunch of ESPN videos, and it was great. I loved it. And and uh, But our kids came out of those videos really with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all that stuff. They really are tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked. So, That's right, Jay. You, go, you know, Jay. they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? So let's go up there and play. And so I – that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. And so I don't mean to take over the show, but it's your show. I'm just tired of <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of all that stuff. It's just it's it's and I know everybody else is too. No one should have a problem with that. Jay Norville's people of Colorado State. Deion Sanders the responded it's the way he was raised. He said, you know, I'm tired of those guys. We'll see you on Saturday, ten o'clock Eastern time when we play. Deion Sanders at practice when he heard about that. Beautiful day, ain't it? Yes, sir. I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Deion said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us Come when on, we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts up, and do our job on Saturday. Yes, but when they give us ammunition, they done messed around and made it what? <laughs> it was just going to be a good game. They done messed around and made it personal. Now it's it going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they'll mess around and made it personal. Okay, so now it's personal, what he said in practice. And then you had Shiloh Sanders, the son of Dion, play safety for that team on the Pat McAfee show. He decided to let it be known how he felt in two languages. English and profanity. This week, the Colorado State coach says, you know what? I would like them to be pissed at us about something, too, and goes and talks on your dad in a Why little... Why do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. I... They, they just make it worse. I know. Shiloh, I know. I, I don't understand it either. We are very confused by it. That is something you obviously all know about and are uh, very aware of whenever it happens. I, I don't get why we was actually just talking about that. Uh, some of the receivers and my dad was over there and I overheard them talking about that. And I was like, what did he say? And they told me, I was like, bro, why do they do this to themselves every week? Coach Brown's a cool guy. Like you don't have to <laughs> be like that. La-di-da, la-di-da. <laughs> the, you know, the most amazing thing about Deion Sanders as a head coach. And I, I had my doubts when he went to Jackson state. Why? I mean, how, how's he? Get, well, I mean, he's never been a head coach before. I mean, I would have the doubts on, on any player. I had doubts on Jeff Saturday going to the Colts, okay. right? I mean, anybody who's just coming off the street who's never even been a position coach or coordinator, I would have my doubts. And he was unbelievable. And not just as a coach, you know, and a remarkably disciplined team, but recruiting. I mean, yeah. you get Travis Hunter, the mm. number one overall recruit, who was committed to where he played ball, right? At Florida, Florida State. State, yeah. You get him to Jackson State. Now you take him to Colorado. Right now, I don't look. 
It's way, the way too early Heisman talk, and we do it's it every always year. always too early in September. But Travis Hunter right now would be my Heisman Trophy winner through okay. the first two weeks in the way too early, grotesque Heisman, you know, <laughs> Heisman rankings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you play 149 snaps in that blast furnace of Texas heat where I live. I mean, you walk out the door to go cut your grass, and you're, 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 you're calling for your mama. Right, I mean, you're you're begging for mercy. It's a hundred and twenty heat index, and this young man at corner and wideout went for over one hundred yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Had one pass completion on him. Had had a pick had a where pick. he came off his man because of film in, study in with Dion. Yep. I mean, he made this remarkable play where Chandler Morris is going. How in the hell did he pick that quarterback at TCU? It's yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 superhuman. Cut the dude open. And he's a cyborg. I mean, it's not blood and guts in there. I mean, that's that's mechanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that, that behind effect. the scenes. They are a disciplined, hard nosed football team. But in front of the cameras, it's prime right behind the scenes. He's coach. Yes. And there is a difference. And he he balances it. To the nth degree. Yeah, and people may be already tired of it. Sorry to hear about it. He's not going anywhere. And if they keep winning, you're going to get more and more tired of that if he keeps doing this at Colorado. Pam in Virginia, what's the win on this at 888-729-3776? Precious Pam, what you got? Hey, Sam. Uh, first of all, I love you guys. Uh, long-time you. listener, first-time call, uh, caller. Uh, and I just first, I just want to see Colorado and Dion and his boys beat the brakes off of Colorado State. <laughs> Like, y'all hit it right on the head. You know, that dude is jealous. (laughs) You know, grow up. You know, I took that like you kind of talking about Dion's mom a little bit. Like, you got to make mama didn't raise him right because he's rocking his shades and his hat. Like, come on, man. Dion's mom. Okay. You know what? To, To Pam's point, though, when you bring mom into the conversation of parents by saying, that's not how I was raised. That can get really personal and sideways quick because I know you can say. You I don't, didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm glad Pam and Virginia brought that up. I'm not saying Dion's feeling that way. But let's say you're in that situation and you say, wait a minute, you're trying to say that you were raised a lot better than I was just because I wear sunglasses and a hat in an interview when I'm on a practice field and reporters are around. That makes you better being raised than I am. Some people may not take it that way. But some could take it that way as a reflection on their family upbringing, depending on who you're talking to and how they react to it. Freddie, do you remember the movie The Little Giants? Don't be talking about my mama. That's it. <laughs> Don't be talking about my mama. And Turtle Man, the only tackle that dude made was uh-huh. when somebody talked about his mama. Don't be talking about my mama. There you there go. It is. <laughs> well done. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's why when he asked his team, they made it one. They went personal. They made it personal when it comes to Jay Norvell, what he had to say about being sick and tired of Colorado. Jim in the great state of California, Diamond Jim, what you got to say about the Dion effect so far in college football? First off, guys, I'm loving my day today. I loved your guys' show. It was my all-time favorite every time I would drive home at night here Thank in you. California. Throwing you guys up, so I'm really enjoying this. Appreciate you. Um, Thank I you. wanted to chime in because of uh, you're talking about Dion and – what I'm going to say, I'm not a hater. I, I'm full in on Colorado. I watch all their, their YouTube things that they got going on. But one thing that did disappoint me about him was when Shiloh graduated. Shiloh has a YouTube channel. 
they're they're obviously showing him, and they the people at Jackson were saying, "Where's your dad?" And I know he's had procedures, surgeries, and things. That's not the reason he wasn't there. But if you're going to talk about raising these kids and becoming men, how do you not show up at your son's graduation walk? When they asked him that, you could tell he put his head to the ground. You you almost wanted to avoid the question. He mm-hmm. said, "Well, my dad's got my pops has got things going on in in Colorado, so I, I understand." So if you're going to raise these kids and talk about you know becoming a man in Colorado, I don't care if you're the president of the United States and you're in Russia. You get home and you go to your kids' graduation. That's what I got. Yeah, Jim and California. Number one, appreciate the kind words. Number two, we don't know what kind of arrangement they may have had. As far as that goes, it's a fair point when we talk about raising kids the right way of being there for your kids. And we're both parents. We're the both we're, we're girl dads when it comes to Ian with his two daughters and mine with my daughter. So you never want to miss out anything when it comes to big events in your kids' lives. But I will say this to kind of go on the other side of that. We don't know what kind of arrangement that these two may have had for Deion Sanders not to be there. Not trying to speak for that as far as that goes. Tony in Alabama, what you got to say about the Deion effect so far the first two weeks of college football? Guys, loving it, loving it, loving it. Appreciate Somebody you. need to care, Coach Norville. There's a famous saying we have. You don't sin for somebody who didn't sin for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> let me explain something to you. Go hey, ahead. <laughs> You're going to be on the sideline while these players out here taking this beat. <laughs> and we, my granddad always told me this. So I remember this in a fight. The person taking the butt kicking has no option in whether or not he gets a butt kicking. <laughs> Tony Alabama just became my new oh, favorite caller. I gotta write most of those down. <laughs> Can we re-rack that, please, we, in the we're, next we're hour? Because I, mean, I gotta, I gotta make sure I got that. What was is the first tremendous. one? He said, "Don't you send don't for somebody. Send don't send for somebody that didn't send for you." For you. And what was the next one? The next one's too funny. I, I, we got to re-rack that and find out what that is. <laughs> That is tremendous. But you know what? If you're going to poke that bear, if you're going to put it out there, and I'm okay with Jay Norvell saying I'm sick and tired of Colorado, and we will see you on Saturday, don't be like Matt Rule. Matt Rule said those things, and who was giving Deion Sanders a big hug and got close to him to whisper some words into his ear when the game was over? It was Matt Rule of Nebraska after they lost 36 to 14. I'm not I'm saying still I'm just trying saying. To get the last one. What, the, the, the second one was. <laughs> something about the guy, the person who's getting his, his butt whooped can't control the butt whooping or the something. The butt whooping? Like that. Uh-huh, right, yeah. there you go. Like fighting an ugly man uh, in a bar. So true. He has nothing that's to like, lose. You know, I had one coach once tell me years ago that this, this is one of my favorites of all time and, and, and it involves football. And he, he, he basically told his team, he showed his squad, and this is, you know, four or five years ago. They're in. It's an NFL coach. You're Freddie. You'll love this. You ever seen the movie The Town? Oh yeah, with Ben with Ben Affleck. With, yeah, tremendous great movie. movie. Yeah, tremendous. And there's movie. a scene there, and they were getting ready to go to the snack on a Saturday night, and he, and he shows his squad this scene where Ben Affleck walks into Jeremy Renner's room, and he goes, "You can't ask any questions. You can't you can't make any comments. We just need right now. I need you to come with me. We're going to hurt some people." And Jeremy Renner goes, well, "Whose car are we taking?" Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he shows the team that that clip, uh-huh. right, and then says the saying, and I'll never forget it. You never fight till you have to, but when you're in a fight, 
You're like the third animal going up Noah's Ark, and Noah just announced we're only taking two, and brother, it's starting to rain. Let's get it on. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, if we could have played that night, uh-huh. we'd have whipped everybody's ass. <laughs> Exactly. Make you it you, like you said. If you're gonna be in a fight, be ready. That's it. And if you're not ready, then that's a you Colorado problem. Colorado State, brother. Yeah. I hope yeah. you know yeah. it's starting to rain. And, and by, by the way, we do have Tony in Alabama. The second what he said. The first one was, "Don't send for somebody that didn't send for you." The second one was, "So remember this in a fight: the person taking the butt kicking has no option in whether or not he gets a butt kicking." <laughs> <laughs> Because it's true. Completely. If you're getting your behind kicked, there's not a statute of limitations. You just got to wait till that guy finishes oh, kicking your behind man. and move on from there. Keep weighing in. We're going to continue to take your calls at 888-729-3776 on the Freddie and Harry hotline about the Dion effect when it comes to college football in the first couple of weeks. You can hit us up on Twitter anytime you want at Coleman ESPN and at Ian Fitz ESPN. But what about Josh Allen and his effect? He does these things throwing the football. But why do we keep throwing it away? When it comes to him and his misgivings, we'll get to that. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's in Fred Simmons and Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to table the Josh Allen conversation. We're going to do that in about 20 minutes. The reason we're calling Audible is one person, who our main name is Devin Kane, brought out something that we can basically say is part of in other news. Devin, the story is yours. Now, I'll set it up. There was a man out there about not too long ago hit the lottery, the biggest lottery in this country, for over $2 billion. After Uncle Sam got their cut, and they got their cut, and this person got their cut. I'm he guessing won- around 640 About 640 million. Yeah, give or take a million or two. So ever since then, this has been the life for this dude who won that $2 billion in the state of California. Devin Kane, the floor is yours. Yeah, so Edwin, Edwin Castro, like you said, won the $2.4 billion Powerball. He chose the $997.6 million cash option after the taxes took 628 Okay, 628 okay, You were close. You were right on it. You were right on it. So story came out a couple days ago that he purchased a third home. Third home, yes. For $47 million oh, in dear. California. My wife, Denise, told me this story last night, and I just looked at it like she was crazy, but I realized that he's crazy, not her. And you said he put he purchased a Porsche for, what, $8 million? $8 million Porsche. So he's a, he's $100 million in. In, already. In, in, in months. In months, not I years. I this guy two years, and he broke. Here, here, here's the kicker. And Freddie okay. and I have talked about this for a decade. Mm-hmm. If I were to hit... The Powerball. And the Powerball right now, the mega, right? The Powerball is right, right around $500 million. That's right. Yeah, this weekend. So I would take, you know, you, you, after everything, you're probably getting around 250 Okay. You would never know I hit it. Nobody would. I have my LLC name. I, I know the exact <laughs> amount that I would give to my brothers, right? And my yep. brother-in-law. Yep. And it's a contract written up where if you ask for one penny more, you owe me back legally everything go. i gave you good for you that's it this is this is your set sum depending right. on percentage of what i make or what i get off of it no one would ever know that i got it mm-hmm. this dude let everybody know he got it mm-hmm. which means you have solicitors out of the waterworks and just vultures and vipers coming at you keep going 
and you're going to spend $47 million on a house? You know, yeah. the, the, if I were to hit a $2 billion lottery, you know the, the, how big a house I would get? Oh. Maybe $2.5 million? That's plenty. That's all you need. That's more than enough. He's got an infinity pool. He's got, I think, seven bathrooms and 11 bedrooms that, in this house. What do you house. need that for? He's only one dude. It's just stupid. <laughs> Don't forget just, the koi pond. Oh, then the koi pond. That's right, because apparently I, you need fish. Not for nothing. The house house looks nice. For forty seven million, it I better. I don't care. You don't need it. Like my kids will be off in college. It's just my wife and I. I mean, probably my. You know what? Knowing my wife and you know, you know, cat as well as yeah. anybody. Mm-hmm. Man, she would be like, "What the hell do we need a two million dollar house for?" Yeah, she well, would look at you have, sideways. She eh, would look at you sideways. Does, does it, Forty-seven this million. This dude, I promise you, will be baroque. Three years. I want to know what celebrity owned that house that he bought that from, because no one, no run of the mill lottery winner has that kind of house that they sell unless, like him, they may go broke in two or three years. Seriously, third home he's bought. Third home. All right. What did I say? Three years. Three years. Maybe two. Two and make a half it now. Two. Make it. I didn't know it was his third home. He's cooked. Make that money. Don't let that money make you. Either way, good luck and Godspeed to Mr. Castro spending that kind of money. Freddie Coleman, Ian Fitzsimmons together on Freddie and Harry. Our bold predictions guaranteed that you will say to yourself, I would have said that too. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.